Welcome back to Mugen Cast. This week it's episode 39. Demetri Williams, your host with the most, back for another round of fun-filled creative discussion. Uh, I think I'm actually on time with this week's episode, which is uh, a rare thing. Um, and I'm excited for that, for sure. Starting, well, I shouldn't say starting off 2020, but going into the next month of 2020, I'm doing better than I was in January. So that's good. Let's keep this going throughout February. Anyway, guys, um, good episode for you guys this week. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about the author of last week's book that I was um, telling you guys about. I, was a, I get so confused on the weeks of these podcasts. At some point, I was talking to you guys about the art of war, um, and now I'm going to talk to you guys about the guy who actually created it, um, Stephen Pressfield, and how I I kind of really become attached to him as a as an author just through that one book. Um, but aside from that creator segment, we're also going to have our usual uh, creative discussion segment to start off here and we're going to talk a little bit about rest and relaxation and some of the things I've learned um, having some time off from work myself um, and some of the I guess you could say best practices for when you're going to be taking an extended period of time um, off from anything um, and some things that you shouldn't do and some things that you should always do no matter if it's a vacation or if you're actually back in your active working week uh, so I hope you guys enjoy the episode and without further ado episode 39 r r So over the past few days, I've had the pleasure of like taking some time off from work, um, getting some rest in finally after <laughs> me wanting to do that for a few months. I finally got the chance to. Um, and it's made me realize a few things about taking days off as a creative individual, especially. So I, I thought it would be um, a very timely episode of Moog and Cast to discuss this because it's a topic I've thought about before and maybe even touched on a little bit before, but I've never actually formally dedicated an episode to it. But now after I actually have some time off myself, um, it, it just feels right to, to do it right now. So let's get into it. Um, so for me personally, the workload of my, my independent creative stuff and my regular job, it was starting to, to crush me a little bit. <laughs> uh, you know, I could do it, you know, but the, the way, the way I felt at the end of the day was just drained, you know, imagine like a sponge that's been completely squeezed dry and just like left in the sun, just very depleted at the end of the day, which is not the way you want to feel. Uh, I mean, I felt fulfilled, but just very, very tired at the same time. Um, so once I saw the opportunity to have a four-day weekend, I jumped on it. So I, some of you may be saying that's not a true vacation. To me, that's a, a pretty decent vacation. Like four days off, um, not having any responsibilities. I mean, the creative stuff I, I, I kind of kept up with, but not having any work responsibility, that's, that's pretty nice to me. Um, so, you know, I jumped on that chance. Uh, and the thought process was, you know, okay, Maximum rest, you know, tons of sleep, a lot of relaxation and no stress because I've been stressed out enough and tired enough over the past few months. Um, and, you know, I even slipped out of my creative routines, you know, writing out ideas, planning out my days, etc. It was like 100 percent laziness, um, you know, at least at the start. That, that's how it started out. So if we want to spread this across like the four day spectrum, um, Friday uh, I worked, but then uh, but the, the true four day weekend began on Saturday. So Saturday was day number one. Um, so after the first day of you know sleeping in and doing nothing, I 
I quickly felt bored. I'm not going to lie, which is ridiculous because just the day before I had been feeling, you know, on that Friday, I'd been feeling overwhelmed with stuff that needed to get done. You know, much of it being things I didn't want to do, unfortunately, you know, responsibilities, unfortunately. Um, but we'll call that. So we'll call day number one, I guess, lesson number one, you know, taking time off. It isn't necessarily and where I've realized it, it, it isn't necessarily about being lazy all day and not doing anything whatsoever. Rather, I'd say it's it's about doing things you really enjoy, but just things that you don't have time to do, um, you know, when you're trying to get in all the stuff that you you have to do, um, you know, um, getting in sleep and other things like that. Um, you know, that first day would have been it would have been much more fulfilling, I guess you could say, and interesting had I approached it like that. However, I didn't and I didn't the second day either. So after these two days, I started to think about the possibility of of actually missing my job, which is strange not that i have the worst job in the world or anything like that but it's strange because i've been looking forward to the time off so much and when you actually get the rest you're not really doing anything productive so you think you know i might as well go back to work and be making money you know that's that that's the thought process i think um and after and after thinking about the the constrained lifestyle that a job can create i started to think on that a little bit more i quickly kind of realized that the missing the work wasn't missing the job wasn't it but i kind of missed the work if you get what i mean um it, it was the question i was asking myself was why was i not enjoying the time alone like i should be um and this is lesson number two i was alone um and just as a person i really don't mind being alone i actually really enjoy it but sometimes it's good to change things up and and hang out with a friend or do something social as much as introverts like myself hate to admit it humans are social creatures and and those social experiences are fulfilling and then on top of that the work that i was missing wasn't necessarily the job type of work you know where you have to go and punch a clock and and do x y and z for eight hours a day it was the work of doing something productive and and making something happen on a day-to-day basis i love doing that that's something i enjoy doing but you know it's it's almost like that saying too much of a good thing can be a bad thing when you're doing too much work at times and you're doing work that isn't fulfilling to you you want to break from it but when you take too much of a break from it, you start to miss the the process of actually doing something and bringing a, a prolific creative uh, and not even a creative in in like the imaginative sense, but just a a builder of something, uh, someone working towards a, a greater cause. I guess you could say. You know, work is very therapeutic in that in that sense. Um, and so that was the end of day two, right? So we got through um, uh, Saturday and Sunday now of this four day uh, little break that I had. And, and by the beginning of day three, I was I was ready to get back to my usual routine, at least you know creatively, because I took break, I, I took time off of that as well. So I I came back to my journal and my planner, um, but strangely enough, I found it significantly harder to plan out the day and come up with ideas, you know, which is pretty unbelievable because I do that every single day, pretty much, um, or at at least a good five, six times a week. Um, Something that was just a normal part of my day had now become difficult, you know, like who who would have thought that? (laughs) Who would have thought it would have worked out that way? Um, And this is lesson number three. There, there are certain things that should be kept as lifelong habits and should be daily routines, even on a vacation. I, I now am a believer of this. You know, you hear about athletes who say, like, I still work out on vacation. I still try to keep myself active. And you think, like, you're not actually enjoying your rest. You're just, like, your your mind is still at work. And how can you truly enjoy your relaxation time? But for some people, if that's truly ingrained into who you are, 
if you don't do it, you feel worse, honestly, than if, even if you had if you had done it and that that task is exhausting physically or mentally. You know, it's just so normal if you're if you say are someone who's relying on a cup of coffee, you want it no matter what. And that's similar. Um, that's kind of similar to what I was going through. I felt, you know, those creative outlets and those creative expressions are just daily things for me that I really shouldn't consider work. It's just something that I do, you know, Um even when it's supposed to be a break, if something is good for you, why not continue doing it, even on your vacation? You know, that's the point. Um, and separate the things that are truly taxing, um, you know, so the nine to five the, or the nine to five job, the commute to the job, um, the work that you're bringing home, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so separate those things and the things that are beneficial and, and keep the beneficial ones close. Right. For sure. Um, and if you love creating in, in my case, you know, why, why do you need to take a break from that? Really? Um, maybe you don't do it as a hundred percent as, as much as you did or as, um, with as much fervor as you did, um, when you're actively trying to, to really put in a lot of work, but at least do it in, in bunches, you know, still write in the journal, still write out ideas, um, and create things, just even small things, right? So who needs to take a break from that? It's By this time, I was feeling significantly less rested than I thought I was before. And not only that, but I was also dreading jumping back into the work week. So this whole process is like, it was just a big circle that I went in, basically. So you start on day one that you don't want to go to work, et cetera, et cetera. You want as much rest as you can. Then you start getting that. Then you think, oh, man, I kind of want to go back to work. And then once you have the opportunity to go back to work, then you don't want to go back anymore. It's so it's it's like illogical, honestly, the the way it kind of worked out in my head. But I think that was because I was planning this little mini rest that I had, this little mini vacation in the wrong sort of way. I should have planned it as more of a chance to to be active in things I enjoy rather than just to be inactive in everything, you know, just being sedentary and just sitting there. Um, and so. <laughs> Vacations are really just, if I had to put like a definition on it, are really just temporary respites from the aspects of life you don't enjoy the most. That's what vacations are, I think. But those aspects are something you will have to come back to. And, you know, as great as, great as the rest is, you know, the reality of what you have to do on the day to day still remains. So you're never going to. I mean, there's a possibility you can if you, you know, um, kind of engineer your life this way. But for most people, you know, 80 percent of the population, 90 percent of the population, you're going to have to go back to work and do your your typical grind. It's going to be something that comes back. So, one, you should put yourself in a position when you're not truly just dreading going back to, to that lifestyle, because that's something you're going to have to do no matter what. Anyway, you know, at least try to make it something that maybe it's not your favorite part of the day. Maybe it's not your favorite thing to do, but it's something you can, you can do and have fun with in certain aspects and, and tolerate, um, uh, to a certain extent. So, so that's, I guess the, the, the first part of lesson four, I guess you could say, um, and, you know, as great as the rest is, you know, take your rest and relaxation, um, with, the, the the return to work in mind, I guess you could say. And don't be surprised when that times run out faster than you think, because that four days felt like around two and a half days in, in reality, which is crazy. 
Um, but that's what it is when you're kind of just kind of letting the time go by and and letting the day pass you by. It goes by a lot faster than you might think. And it's funny because when you're actually working on something, sometimes you look up at the clock and it feels like, you know, it's not moving whatsoever. Um, but time is very much a human construct and very much based on the perception of uh, uh, a certain individual and the mindset of that individual at the time. So if you're really stressing about your work day, of course, it's going to go by slow. And if you're doing nothing with your day and you're hoping that it continues to last, of course, it's going to go by fast or seem to go by fast. Um, So that's something to think about as well. It's it's, if if you have a you can create and I've talked about this before, you can create more time for yourself just by the way you engineer your day and the way you perceive time, um, which is kind of crazy. (laughs) Um, so that's really my advice on rest taking. I think those few tips could be beneficial to anyone, you know, creator or not. Um, but it was interesting because as much as, as much creative thought and as much just general thinking that I do on a day-to-day basis, I, I would say I really missed the point of a vacations and truly how to maximize them. So I'm, I'm glad I got a chance to, to do so, to experience failure and understand how I need to, to come back in the future and, and handle my breaks and vacations in the future to truly be uh, beneficial to me. Um, and I hope you guys do the same. Hopefully, if you have like a, a vacation coming up or you're planning like spring break or whatever away from school or away from work, you know, you do it with um, the right mindset. So. Yeah, <laughs> that is the creative discussion segment for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, hence the title R&R for this episode. Um, I came up with that one immediately as I was writing this one out. Um, I thought it just it, it just fit, right? Um, but we're going to move on to the next segment in just one second, the creator segment. I'm going to be tackling Stephen Pressfield um, and talking about uh, a little bit more about him, a little bit more in depth. I, t- I covered his book um, and now to kind of cover him as a person and what kind of makes him so attractive as a um, creator to me. So I'm going to take a quick little break and um, I'll be right back. back so jumping right into the creator segment for this week so as i hinted at last week actually um stephen pressfield is going to be the dope creator for this week's episode um pressfield is an author i just recently got into um and i've really enjoyed the interviews and the nonfiction works that i've read so far granted it's it's really only been one book and i've read a few descriptions for some of his other ones but i haven't actually physically sat down and read them yet, unfortunately. Um, getting back on my my reading in this uh, this past week, actually, I kind of fell off with that um, for a few days during my vacation, actually. Um, but anyway, I know I still know greatness when I see it, right? Um, the the reason he stuck out to me, uh, aside from his book, The War of Art, which I talked about before, amazing, amazing read, is his demeanor and the way he comes across um, in his interview. So I had a uh, one I watched with, um, oh my gosh, what's her name? Maria Forleo, I believe. She's um, a, an online personality and a life coach, I believe. She has like, you know, um, instructional courses on how to build your dream lifestyle, um, how to achieve your goals, that type of thing. Um, really great production value on her stuff, honestly. I should really watch more of it um, for a little bit of inspiration. Um, she's really good. But she was interviewing Stephen. Um, and the interview was, you know, excellent. She was excellent in, in the questions she was asking, but he just seems like someone who has gone through 
everything that he speaks about. You know, those type of people who nothing that they're putting out to you and nothing that they're telling you is things that um, or are things that they haven't truly experienced themselves and can really speak on. Because a lot of the times, you know, as a creative, you you look for inspiration things outside of your realm of knowledge, um, which isn't, you know, necessarily a bad thing, but sometimes you might have an opinion on it that could be a little bit more educated or could um, be a little bit more insightful if you had actually gone through that thing personally instead of kind of going based on theory and what you've read, etc. Um, and Stephen isn't like that. Like everything that he's put into this book, The War of Art, I think he's really truly went through with the amount of specificity and detail he, he puts into it. Um, and just the way he talks about it, it this is truly... This is truly coming from this man's soul, you know, um, and that's really cool. So uh, with theory and practice being quite different, you know, when it comes to um, a creative block or just problems um, that we face as creatives, you know, having someone like him and reading someone um, reading works like his, it really it really makes it easier to connect, you know, and, and that's nice. And I think that's maybe his his biggest strength as a writer from what I see so far. Um, and that's what he does. He connects. He understands the the obstacles, the pro or, or the artist, you know, whatever you want to refer to yourself as. If you've read his book, you'll know what I mean by that. Um, goes through and and he gives the advice that will really get them moving in the right direction you know kind of uh, that saying not what you want to hear but what you need to hear type of thing Um, and I hear his stories of hardship and struggle um, and it makes me think that maybe I'm not so far off from where I need to be after all and if you if you give his book a read or any of his books a read um, his nonfiction ones specifically because I think those are more focused on like the motivation and um, creative kind of inspiration aspect um, I think you'll find yourself with a similar feeling. He, with the way he, the, with the stories that he's telling, um, you know, one in particular where he's saying he's lost everything. Um, I think maybe two or three failed marriages, um, you know, no job to really speak of other than his writing. Um, and kind of just being a nomad wandering around the United States, trying to finish these novels that he's put so much time and effort into, you know, he's really sacrificed everything for when you're hearing these type of stories, you kind of think, well, you know, me sitting in my, my 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 home trying to kind of get a a, a creative effort going and, and building a brand maybe you know I'm not so far behind and he he didn't really have that success that commercial success I guess you could say in terms of being able to sell his books for money and having people really um want to read them I think becoming a number a New York Times number one bestseller and little random super random um interjection here it seems like everyone's a number one a New York Times number one bestselling art uh, author doesn't it like Every book has that um, that like label on the bottom. Like, is everybody just a, a New York Times? Anyway, um, so back to him. You know, when you're hearing his stories and you're trying to compare it to you, you feel like, you know, maybe I can do it. And, you know, maybe that's bad to be um, influenced by someone else's failures in a way. But his his failures are inspiration or inspirational and it, it helps you to learn in a way. Um, which is, is it's really cool. And it shows you that success can really come in the later half of life. And it really takes a stick to and a just, um, you know, a an obsession, really, with with your goal, whatever it is um, to get there. So that's something I, I want to reading his book has made me want to pull that out of myself more um, and put that into my work. So it's he's he's honestly a really great creative guy and he understands the life of the creator and the artist and the pro very very well and the way he's able to just talk about it and and convey that message to others he he definitely taught me a lot for sure so give his books a read check him out as a person 
Next week, maybe I'll cover a different art, uh, different artist, different author and a different um, book and kind of maybe just something I can cycle through, maybe find some other um, some other. I keep on saying artists instead of authors, but finding some other authors that are, you know, good creators um, and have some good books on leveraging your creative ability and, and how to sell it and, and things like that. So. Uh, and I don't think I'm actually going to do a break to go to this next segment because this next segment will be pretty darn short um, and it's going to be food for thought. And the food for thought for this week is actually already out to you guys. The food for thought this week is going to be my blog post on forevermugen.com. If you check it out, it is titled uh, The Learning Curve. Hmm, what the heck did I title this thing? The, the learning curve is real, but you can beat it. That is the, the title for this blog post I'm speaking of. It should have just been released as you're listening to this podcast because um, it's going to come out after the blog post. Um, but check it out. Give it a read. It in, and it's it's not necessarily um, positioned in the ways of one of my traditional food for thought segments on the show. But I want it to be something that people kind of ruminate and think on because I, th- I think it's it's very real. You know, we try to, to learn new skills and new abilities and whether we uh, fall short of that or whether we actually achieve it is really dependent on us and the way we're going to structure our learning process. And that that's what that blog post is about. So go give that a listen or li- a listen. Go give that a read rather. Um, and let me know what you guys think about it. Feel free to, to post up in the comments on my actual blog or, you know, send in comments another way, whether it's on iTunes reviews or um, via the Instagram forever or forever at Mugen.ig on Instagram. I'm just stumbling all over my words now. I'm going to go ahead and end <laughs> on that note. Hope you guys have enjoyed episode 39 R&R. I hope it gave you guys some good advice, um, whether it's going to be coming from uh, the blog post on ForeverMugen.com, again, um, or the creative discussion segment on getting the most out of your vacation and rest. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thank you for listening. Peace. Peace.